I was born for his service He filled me with purpose Take your time while you worship him I'm unplugged from the matrix Believe without seeing I'm plugged into the faith trick The Daily Perspective Welcome to another episode of the Daily Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Daily, and I have along with me my co-host, Dr. Dr. Terrence Johnson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's introducing himself now. <laughs> How you doing, Terrence? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Let's give a shout out to our uh, listeners on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, Pocket Casts. Um, people who are viewing this on YouTube, we just want to shout you guys out. Appreciate the love, appreciate the support. I can see the viewership going up. Thank you for that. Um, keep supporting, keep tuning in, and we will keep bringing you good content. Um, Terence and I are enjoying our our journey through scriptures, but not just. It's not a case of just going through scriptures to give you scriptures for scripture's sake it's to um help you to relate to the scriptures relate the scriptures to your everyday life this is about real christian living for christian men and women obviously we talk more from a men's perspective because that's what we are but um what we try and offer and what we try and bring is should be relevant to anyone who is listening. So we appreciate the listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, This episode is called Protect Your Dreams. And um, yeah, it was just something that we all have dreams. We've been talking about purpose. We've been talking about some really good stuff. And um, one thing that I've always done and to my detriment sometimes is overshare. Now, um, like I said, I've always said it, I live life as an open book. And when we start to get into some of these other topics that we're gonna touch on in the future, or we start to talk about relationships and life and all that, you see that I live life as an open book. Um, But when it comes to purpose, when it comes to your dreams, living life as an open book can be a bit dangerous. So that is the um, that is the reason for this topic. We want to explain that, we want to explore that, we want to help you so that you can relate that and protect your dreams so that you can actually fulfill your purpose and fulfill those dreams. Before we get right into it, <laughs> Dr. Johnson, how are you doing, my brother? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, uh, it's been busy. It's been a busy, busy morning, <laughs> but but uh, I can't complain. I can't complain. All right, all right. So so give us a bit, give us a bit of insight into what's been happening with you lately. Um, so a lot of uh, planning on some things to come. Uh, we're working on a couple projects that are moving forward. I've had some good meetings this week. Uh, and some meetings that I got scheduled for later on in the week um, that uh, that could potentially set us up for the first quarter next year. So I'm excited about that. Um, and we are looking for uh, help uh, apprentices and, and we have a intern that is starting with us this week. So uh, oh, awesome. getting him, getting him uh, started and in, in 
acclimated into what we do. And so that's, uh, it's always exciting for us to, to be able to mentor other people because uh, we're really passionate about it. And I think that's the, that's what, why we do what we do is yeah. to give it, give it back, pay it forward. And so uh, that's kind of like our first official, uh, our progress intern. We've done supervision and done those things, but this is the first person that'll be working directly with us um as an intern so we excited about that that is awesome that is awesome and for people that have been listening for for uh, since we started this so this is like week nine for us mm-hmm. but um people that have been listening will know terence's journey and the, and the story of our progress and will you'd have heard where where, where i'm trying to go with daily perspective and the mm-hmm. the fit and the different things that we got in the pipeline so you know, my joy for Terence right now is 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 deep because this is it's a milestone. Yeah, it's it's a milestone, and you know, I'm hoping to get to that milestone at some point. But these things are, are like landmarks for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when yeah. we get to the point where we can bring people in, it means mm-hmm. that the vision is growing. It means that the dream is taking root, and 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 that tree that that. That, that vision tree that Terence planted is now taking root and is, it, it's growing. So, you yeah. know, it's an amazing thing. Want a round of applause on that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> look, look, where, where my little, where my little hand? Where? Yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Throw up, throw up that clap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's awesome news. That's awesome news. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm 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 super happy. Um, you know, we Terence and I have been having some conversations. We got some things that you know we're working on in the background as well as usual. Like I said, we're always talking. Um, we're always staying connected and trying to see how. You know, I really appreciate Terence because he he's helping me further the vision that I have for uh, the daily perspective. Because it's not just the podcast; it is bigger than a podcast. There are um, so many things that are, are, are tied up in my head, so many dreams, and I'm going to be, I'm going to take my own advice from this episode. I'm not going to overshare right now, but there are bigger dreams that are tied to this, to this vision for daily perspective. Terence is someone that um, I confide in, someone I share with, uh, someone that it keeps me humble and keeps me focused, um, encourages me, prays for me, family. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. So yeah. when, when we see each other hit milestones, we are super proud of each other. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So this week, this week, we t- we're talking about, we are talking about protecting your dreams. Um, and just a bit of background. So as I told Terrence earlier in the week, the reason this episode came about was when I was younger, my, I used to, I used to, um, I'd have these big elaborate plans and dreams and and I didn't know when to zip it. I would keep talking. I didn't know when to shut up. So I would, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. And guess what? When I grow up, I'm going to do this and, this and I'm going to create this record label and we're going to do this and we're going to... And I, I used to tell everyone everything. And the thing with me is ideas come to me at 100 miles an hour. So people... And I'm, I'm going to touch on that, but 
<laughs> these ideas come to me at a hundred miles an hour and um, yeah, yeah. those ideas are not necessarily meant to to be shared at that point they are they are immature they are not they you know it's like there's this thing when you when people get pregnant they wait till the first trimester is over before they announce it to people to say i'm pregnant because they're in, at, in the early stages of pregnancy, there is this risk that the pregnancy may not carry to term. There is this risk that this, it, you will have this early loss of, of, that, of that pregnancy, of that, you know, of that baby. So people wait before they share their joy with anyone else. And with our dreams, we need to be as protective as we are as, as mothers are in that beginning phase because before the dream itself actually takes root before you know it's just a fetus it's not even it's you it's barely just being um fertilized the egg has just been fertilized and you are you already out there throwing a baby shower for it so it's kind of dial it back um and that's something that i needed to learn that's something that i I started to do, um, and I think it took a while until me and Terence like even got to know each other before I started mm-hmm. to I started to open up and share some of my dreams. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's something that is a discipline that I've had to learn the hard way, um, but it's something that I think is very important to anyone that has a dream and has a purpose that they they are believing in. Because if you don't learn to do this, you can easily become discouraged. And once you are discouraged, you can easily veer off the path of your purpose and your dream. Mm-hmm. So, so that was it for me. When we spoke about it, Terrence, what, what kind of hit you when I hit you with that topic? Uh, so you want, me to, you want me to say what I thought in the moment or kind of what I wanted to lead off with today? Because I got, I got a lead off today that I going to take you a place. You, you already tempted me now. I want to know what you thought in the moment now. <laughs> so this is, what, this is what I wrote down this morning. And it may, I, I had forgot about it. So like I said, and this, this kind of tell where we are in age, but you know, uh, back in the day, you know, it was something called Napster, and Napster oh, yeah, was, yeah. was was the thing that you went on. It was a it was some software you downloaded to your computer that you could illegally download things, whether if it was songs or whatever. And then the next generation of it was LimeWire. Yeah, anybody who know about LimeWire, yeah. <laughs> LimeWire will mess your computer <laughs> every time. It will put some <laughs> stuff on your computer that you don't want. But it's like, man, I want to get this, you know, this new CD came out. I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. So I want to go ahead and download it. <laughs> and so that's the same thing as protecting our purpose. We we, we have to be careful what we download. Mm. If we download the wrong things, it can infect the very thing that's our purpose. But also... When we quick, we when we illegally download things, it's because we're trying to skip steps. Oh yeah, there you go. So, so it's a process to go into your purpose, 
And the more you try and do shortcuts or, or make it shorter than it's supposed to be, then you welcome things that could then uh, attack or uh, become a virus in in text me and me and David kind of prepped and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna talk a lot of his yeah. language. That's his language. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna talk a lot of your language today. Uh, but that's how that's one level of protection is what are you downloading into your life? Uh, and you might be downloading things that contradict your purpose. Yeah. Uh, see, you, every time you go into this uh, to this software analogy, you kind of <laughs> you, you, you trigger things for me. So it's kind of uh, like it's kind of like you know when you when you download, like you said, when you, you when you were on LimeWire and you downloaded something, you got what you wanted, but you got right. some extra you got some extra stuff in there. <laughs> right, right. Right, right, right. You had that. You had that little readme file that said, "Before you play this, you need to click this readme file." And then you open that, and then you see all these little pop-ups, <laughs> yep. and the screen goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that when we, as you say, when we try to circumvent the natural root of our purpose, and when we try and um, take, as you say, take shortcuts we take steps, illegal steps. And as part of that, we open the doors because, you know, it may be that um, I've got to do this course to get to where I want to, but I don't want to do the course. So I'm going to, I think I know I've got all the knowledge because I've read a few books. So, mm -hmm. I, so what I'll do is I'm going to buy me a certificate yep. that makes it look like I've got the qualification or whatever. Mm -hmm there are consequences that circumventing or taking that shortcut bring with it. That might be jail time, that might be, <laughs> it could be a, a lot of it, but there are a lot of things that come with trying to shortcut and bypass. And sometimes rather than, and, and this is it. So if you imagine, if you are trying to be, um, so in the US, Mm -hmm. you tr you're trying to get your, your medical license mm -hmm. because even in the UK, you got to be on the, on a, um, the, the you're signed off by the general medical council, but you're trying to get your license to practice mm -hmm. doing certain things will cost you your license. So trying to take certain shortcuts will either a stop you ever getting your license yep. or B make you lose your license. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, your purpose is completely derailed and blocked because you try to take a shortcut. And that's kind of like what that malware is when we, you know, when you're on LimeWire and you get the malware. It's something mm -hmm. that will either stop you from getting to what you were trying to get to because they, you get all these viruses and then your laptop is dead. Yep. Or you get there, but it's never the same ever again because you've got this stain on your, you've got this blemish on your record. You've got this stain on your history. You've got mm -hmm. these constant pop-ups that keep coming back because you can't get rid of them because you can't get to the root of the problem. The malware has embedded itself in your root directory. So every time you think you've cleaned it up, and you, and you try and move forward, it's like, nah, I'm still here, and pops back up. 
Yep. Okay, so <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to, to touch on was when you think about it, when you do have those things and all, all those pop-ups and malware and things like that, what it does is it affects your performance. So what used to take you a short amount of time now would take you longer and longer because your processing time takes so much longer. Yep. And so it's the same thing with your purpose. The things that you then download into your life affects your performance. Now, you know it's things that you can get to enhance the performance of your computer, but what we're talking about in context is, is your purpose. So it's things that you can, you can, and not necessarily just purchase, but watch, read, or whatever that can enhance your performance. But it's also things you could do that can decrease your performance. Mm. And the, the daily choices you make really affect how well you can perform uh, and protect your purpose. Because when you are not doing daily things, then you're starting to let down your defenses and then more things can then come and infect the thing that's most precious. Um, and, and we talked about it yesterday. It is like in computer terms, it's the data. The data yeah. on your computer is the most important. Where in context of you, your purpose is most important. But the more things you allow to infiltrate you internally, it starts to then corrupt the data. And so then the very thing that you need for the source, you can't now produce externally because you allow things internally to fit the thing that you were made to do. Yeah. 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 That's a, we had a good talk about uh, firewalls and uh, <laughs> VPNs yesterday and, and how, yeah. how we protect stuff. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to give you, so my initial, um, and it was good that I asked, you know, what your initial thought was when I first hit you with that, because mm -hmm. as we always do, we come at these things from different angles. Yep. Because the first place I went to was how um, sometimes our dreams are, are not, it's not that they're not ready to be shared, but it's um so that there, there, there's two stages to it there is the dream is too it's in its infancy and it's not ready to be shared and then there's a second stage to it that actually because it is so precious it's not something you give away to any to everybody that you meet it's something that you have to pick who you share that with carefully. You tell, you don't just tell everybody. It's that, it's that, um, it's like having a, um, a little, a private club. So it's on a need to know basis because it's only, only a few people, only a select few are ready to understand your purpose. And you, you and it comes back to something you told me a long time ago that about having discernment about mm -hmm. people when you're, sh when it comes to your purpose, mm -hmm. it's being able to discern who is a, an advocate of your purpose mm -hmm. and who is a, 
how do I put it? A, not a destroyer, but a blocker of your purpose. So who's for you and who's against you? Because it's not everybody that you tell your dream that is going to be for you. And that's kind of where my scripture that I went to, uh, Genesis 1 to 11, um, sorry, Genesis 37, uh, 1 to 11. That's where that goes. And that's the story of Joseph. And um, for those of you that are familiar with the story, you know that um, Joseph was the youngest of his father's children. He was his father's favorite. His father gave him the, the multicolored robe. Everyone, you know, you've seen Joseph in his technicolored dream coat or whatever they called the stage play. Um, <laughs> but Joseph was someone that God and Oh man, we, we, we're building something here today, but <laughs> you see, I'm already, I'm getting excited already, but, um, <laughs> but Joseph was someone that had a gift of dreams. And, um, at the age of 17, he had his first dream and he he dreamt that he's, um, what they call the he's the hay the bells of hay he's one was in the middle and there were 11 other ones bowing to him and those 11 other ones re represented his brothers so they got mad when he he went out there and he was like hey guys guess what i had this dream and his brothers got mad they were like so so what we're gonna bow to you our little brother and then he had another dream and this time it was the sun and the moon and, and 11 stars, and they were bowing to, and he, so he told his dad, and his dad was like, are you crazy that I'm gonna bow to you, your mom's gonna bow to you, your brothers, we're all gonna bow to you. Um, you're gonna be ruler over us. And um, what he was seeing, as we all know, come to, as we've come to know, is, is the future. And him sharing that dream endangered that dream. But because God was with him, God protected him. But if we, if we, if we just consider how him sharing that dream endangered that dream, he, he told his brothers and their immediate reaction was to hate him more to the point where they wanted to kill him. And if it wasn't for one of his other brothers, they would have killed him. They had planned to, to murder him and then make it look as though a wild animal killed him. But their brother Reuben convinced them to throw him in a pit and then he was going to go back and try and save him. But before he had the chance to, his other brother sold him into slavery. And that's being sold into slavery then led to the fulfillment of his dream and his purpose. But it was a very, very rocky road. He got thrown in jail. He spent, I think he spent a very, uh, the, the Bible doesn't give us exactly how long, but if we work back, Joseph was 30 when he became second in command in Egypt. Two years prior to that, he was um, still in jail. 
Now he went, he went over to Egypt at the age of 17. So, you know, doing the math, he was, he must've spent a good, maybe 10, 10 years in jail. So he, he worked, so he was sold into slavery, worked for his master, got thrown in jail, spent a long time in jail, then came out and then was, and then was in the position to fulfill his purpose. All the time while he was in this predicament, God was still working out the plan that he had for Joseph. So even though Joseph's um, verbal diarrhea got him into a, into a fix, God was already putting a solution in to, to, to kind of smooth the path back. And, that, and that, I think that's one, of the, that's one thing that we, we all have to, because even in my situation, I think some of my problem is talking, because I talked so much about my dream in the past, um, it took me a lot longer to get back on track because too many people knew it. People said, oh, you said you was going to do this. Oh, you said that. And then I became discouraged and I shut off my purpose. So that was where I, that was the angle that, 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 that I was going at when I first came up with this. Okay, so <laughs> I'm about to connect some dots. So while you were talking, I was, I was <laughs> listening, but I was writing notes and I was looking up some stuff while you were talking. So from the first thing you were talking about, you were saying that, you know, sometimes your dream is not ready uh, or it's not ready to give. Yeah. Okay, so I got two other things to add to that. So what if you're not ready? Mm. And then what if your connections are not ready yet? Right. So when you think of what, what you just talked about with Joseph, Joseph was at, so this is, the, this is the distinction that people have to understand. When God gives you the vision of dream, that doesn't mean that's going to happen then. Yeah. Um, that's to then show you a, a snapshot of it. What God wants to see is how long you will endure to see that vision manifest uh, throughout the things that you go through. Because just like you're talking about with Joseph, it was various things that happened from when he saw it to when it actually happened. Right. But that whole process had to teach him things that he would need in order to do it. Uh, one of the things you were talking about and not sharing it because, you know, that's when people, um, they, they kind of get angry with it or they kind of have an initial reaction. And you were talking about discernment. And this is how you can discern if, what you are, you envision or what you dream about is for that person you connect with. So either people will attack what you envision and that means that they're threatened by what you envision. Yeah. People that are so, going to support your vision are going to be inspired by your vision and that will draw them in. So that's the dividing line between people. The people that will, that will invest in your dream are going to be inspired by it and come closer to it. Right. People that are more arrogant and more egotistical and they want to be all about them, 
they're going to attack it because there's no way they can flip it and make it their own. So then they'll discount it. They'll say, oh, it won't work and da-da-da-da. It's not that. It's just they feel threatened by what you bring to the table. Right. Um, and so then you were talking about with Joseph being in jail. And you, you think about it in the Bible, it's always it's a it's a pattern of people that God calls and chooses and them going to jail or being isolated or being separated for long spans of time. Yeah. And that's that holding pattern. Sometimes God had to put you in an environment where you can't do anything so you can actually work on what he wants you to work on. Yeah. Because he knows if there's more people around you, then they're going to pull and try and get your attention. And you're going to go toward whoever's trying to pull you. And he's like, okay, if I got to lock you up, I'm yeah. just going to lock you up. You got to understand that for your good, I know right now you don't like it, but this is this is what you need right now. Yeah. Some of us need to be, and, and I think, for a lot of us, that's what the pandemic did, even though we know as a whole, it wasn't the best experience, but some of us needed to be locked down and not yep. go in away. Yep, definitely. And not have anything to distract us because we've been running for so long. Y'all were like, I just need you to be still for a minute. Some of us needed to rest. Some of us needed needed to communicate with friends and family or whatever else because we were just running and going and going and going. And some people now are back in those patterns. It's like, oh, I can go again. And they're trying to do the same thing. And they're not appreciating what this time is for. Yeah. It's for you to really get organized and get focused on what do you really want in the next season? And what does that look like and for you to plan that? And that's why sometimes we have to get uh, put in a, in a prison. Uh, sometimes it's a prison our own making. Mm-hmm. But that's why. Because we have to be held for a while to then. It's just like going back to the download thing. Uh, anytime you have to download something to your computer, your phone, you have to keep it in one spot. And you can't do anything with it. You can't cut it off. You can't whatever. You had to allow it to go through the process and let it yeah. download. And sometimes it's a big file of uh, download. It's going to take an hour, two hours, three hours. Sometimes you got to let your computer run all night so it can yeah. get the update. And that's what God is trying to do for us. He's like, when I gave you the vision, it was for you to then, it just like, uh, you know, say like, you know, uh, not my will, but thy will be done. Yeah. If, if you want God's will to be done in you, he got to download those things into you. Right. And to download those things into you, it's going to take time. And you got to be able to be still sometime. So he can die. He's like, yeah, just sit still. I can give you what you need for this next thing, but you won't sit well, still. But isn't that true? Because sometimes you know, when you've got an update to do on your phone, mm-hmm. it says it won't do the update unless you are at home on a stable Wi-Fi connection. It doesn't yep. want to do it on a 4G or 3G connection while you're out on the move because it's mm-hmm. going to take too long. It's going to kill your bandwidth. You won't be able to do anything. It, pro- it will probably fail. Mm-hmm. The same applies to us. Mm-hmm. That in this life, the... God can't download into us when we won't sit still to allow him to download into us. Yeah, okay, I got one I got one more thing to add, then I'm gonna let you go back. <laughs> so so the other thing 
if you don't have enough power, you can't do the update either. So right. if your battery is low, then you can't get the download. You got to wait till you charge your phone up or charge yeah. your computer up to a certain amount to handle the download. And that's where some of us are too. God is doing us a favor by not allowing us to move forward in certain areas because we don't, we're not fully charged yet. Yep. To handle the download he's trying to get to us. So he's protecting us. We frustrated, like, I'm, I'm ready to go. This is what I want to do. Lord, yeah. you give me this vision for this. He's like, nope, you're not even charged up yet. You're not even repowered up yet. You need to do that first yeah. for me to do this next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That, that that's a solid point. <laughs> and it, it resonates with me because sometimes, like I said, you know me. I'm like the. I feel like the energizer bunny when I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. The battery's in my back. I'm ready to go. Yep. But I feel like a lot of the time God has pulled me back and said, "Dude, slow your roll." It's, it's, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. We're working on you. You still got, you don't know how to do this. You don't know how to do that. How are you going to handle this? Because you are not ready. We haven't covered that yet. So but, um, there was something you said, when you said, what if you're not ready? Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of part of Joseph's story. So in the beginning, when Joseph had the dreams, Joseph will run off and he will quickly go and spout what the dream was to people. By the time you see Joseph again when he's in prison and the chief cupbearer and the chief baker come to him with their dreams, he says, it's God's business to interpret dreams. By the time he gets to Pharaoh, he repeats that same message. I'm not the one that interprets the dreams. God interprets the dreams. But I can, you know, so if he wills, he will tell me and I can relay it to you. So there there was a shift right at the beginning. Joseph wasn't ready because he was interpreting those dreams. He was the one going out and telling people, Oh, I had this dream and therefore allowing people, one, allowing people to infer whatever those dreams meant. And two, because he didn't have the understanding of what the dreams meant uh, because it was premature. It wasn't something that wasn't, it was something that wasn't going to happen for another 15, 16. No, no, actually it was longer than that because it was seven, the seven years of good, um, of, prosperity and then it was the seven years of um famine so it probably didn't happen for another what 20 25 years but joseph was out there trying to prematurely tell people what this dream and what this what this thing meant he wasn't ready he didn't even know what it meant he needed pharaoh's dreams to take place before his dream could even be activated Okay, hold up. That's a that's a that's a point. Say that. Say that again. Say that again. So Joseph needed Pharaoh's dream to be activated before his dream could be activated. 
So he was trying to run before he could even walk. It was not his time. But by the time we see him later on in the scripture, he's learned his place. He's learned his position. Not only that, his connection, as you said, was ready because he'd interpreted the dream for the chief cupbearer who then took two years to relay that to, the, to Pharaoh. Who because, and Pharaoh, because no one else could interpret his dreams, was now in, in position to hear what this foreigner, this Hebrew man, was coming to tell him or was, was going to relay back to him. So his connection was suddenly ready. And because his connection was ready, his dream could now come to pass. And, and, and that for me was like, oh man, wait, so when you said those things, I was like, woo, woo, Terrence. <laughs> so look, I'm a, okay. So I'm gonna add another layer to it. So in grad school, uh, actually me, me and Kendra took this, this class. It was like, uh, almost, you know, some, I don't know if y'all had like May master class where it's like a week long class before like a semester or whatever. Well, it was, we had a class in grad nah, school. Nah, nah. Okay. I, 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 I already told you, you, you the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I, I accept that. I accept that. You, you took extra classes. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I did. So, so it was My classes class. were in the club. <laughs> so, so. So before, before, uh, and I can't remember if it was my first or second year of grad school, but that spring, I think like right before January, we had a week long class. Yeah. And it was on dream interpretation. Oh, okay. Uh, and so going into like concluding the fall, what we had to do to prep for the class, we had to do, uh, I think in December, November, whatever, we had to do. Uh, dream journal so they kind of told us how to start to remember our dreams right and so then and you can teach yourself to do that um and so we were writing down our dreams so we had so each one of us came in with our dream journal and then our professors you know when it was about like 30 of us or something it was like a week-long class from eight to five every day Wow. So everybody told one of their dreams and had our professors to interpret it. So they taught us the process of doing dream interpretation. And everybody went through and talked about what their dream was. And then our professor started to unpack it. Uh, and so our dreams are our way of like subconsciously working out in our, our sleeping time issues that we haven't worked out in our awake time. Right. Uh, and everything in your dream has something to do with you. Even if it's people, different settings or whatever like that, it's all about things that are going on with you. Uh, but in order for me to do it with other people, I had to learn the process first. 
And I used to do a lot of dream interpretation with my clients. I love dreams. I, I, so I, I'm all about dreams. So when you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, David don't even know. I'm all about dreams. <laughs> I've been doing it a long time. I've been doing it a long time. But, uh, but when you were talking about it and, and kind of he had the initial, he was doing it more in his own power until he learned how to do it how God wanted them to do it. Yeah. And that's one issue that we have as we go into our dreams that God protects us from is that as much as we think we know, we don't. And either we need some more training, we need somebody else to come in that can mentor us or whatever to then bridge that gap from what God has shown us to then the manifestation of it. Right. And once we cross that bridge, and that's when we meet the people that would then lead us forward. And so it's like, it's all, you, and I noticed the quote, you know, when the, uh, uh, when the, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher, pre, the, whatever that quote is, I, I'm messing it up, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> nah. when, when the student, when the student is ready, the teacher is present, the teacher, pre, pre, but it really what it's saying is like, whenever you are ready to learn, the, the person that will teach you will will manifest. Right. And that's why it's always important to, to continuously learn. That helps you protect your dream from not dying because that goes back into the power part. You have to empower your dream by keep investing in it. And it was, okay, so this one thing I had wrote down, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to be quiet. So what I put down is people can't invest in you if you don't invest in you. Right. Wait, 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 hold on. See, I was writing something, and then that hit me when you said that. So <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> people can't invest in you if you don't invest in you. Right. Right, I get that. It's true. It's true. You, you've got to be the first. How how do I put this? You've got to treat yourself how you want people to treat you. So if you want people to invest in you, yep. you got to invest in yourself first. Yep. But you also said something. Um, and that's why I was scribbling because you, you said you got to protect your, your dream so it doesn't, it doesn't die. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't even think about the fact that you might, there might be different ways that you have to protect your dream. Mm -hmm. So everyone that is protecting their dream may not be protecting their dream in the same way. Some of us are protecting our dreams so that they don't die. They don't. So it may be, it, it may not be that, um, we haven't shared it with someone. It may be that we, we've kept it to ourselves, but we still don't believe in that dream. So that dream is slowly, slowly, it's kind of like, it's kind of like they, the, um, the, when they talk about kids and, and they say the gift of Christmas and don't let the kid lose their Christmas spirit. And, the, and as they get older, the kid starts to believe less and less in Christmas. And then suddenly they just don't believe in Christmas anymore. And then, what was it? I think they, there was this thing where there was like, um, I can't remember what film it was, but 
the more you, the less you believed, then, then you didn't, it was like, I don't know whether they were fairies or whatever, but once you stopped believing in them, you couldn't see them. But then as soon as you started to believe in them again as an adult or, or as a child, as long as you kept that belief in them alive, you could always see them. It's kind of like that with, with the dreams that, you know, unless you were constantly feeding that dream, even if it's internally, unless you were feeding it, and protecting that dream, it will die. You will, it, you know, that seed will just never germinate. So that's one aspect of protecting your dream. The other aspect is protecting your dream from the naysayers who are the external factors that come in and try. And again, I guess they're trying to kill the dream. But as you said, because they either feel threatened by it or, um, well, that's generally the most, common thing they feel threatened by the dream so they try to kill the dream mm-hmm. a bit like herod he felt threatened by the the child that was promised the messiah that was promised so he thought you know what i'll just kill all the babies then there's no one that's going to be a threat to me yep so it, it's yeah there were different layers to protecting your dream yeah so okay so, and this reminds me of something. I, I had a, a call earlier this morning and I was talking. And, and like I said, when I say this, you're going to get this. Okay. Like, you're going to be like, that makes sense. So, uh, a lot of times people think, especially if you're creating something, motivation is the key. Uh, so, well, I'm going to link two different calls I had. One was a couple weeks ago and I was talking um to somebody that's like a motivational speaker and and they were saying that people think about motivation as motivation being the thing that moves you forward. He said, you can't be motivated if you're not doing things that's motivating. Right. And it make a lot of sense because if you're not doing any actions, then how are you going to be motivated? But in a creative sense, Motivation is really not important. The important thing is being inspired. Mm, inspiration. So if you have inspiration, the inspiration will keep you when you're not motivated. So that's what you need to feed is things to inspire you to keep going. Whether right. that's some reading something, watching something, getting into a training or whatever, because that keeps you inspired. If you don't have any inspiration around you, then how can whatever you're you're trying to grow, how can it grow? Because it doesn't have anything that can feed the roots. Because that's what you have to feed first. And that's why, like you were saying before, that gives you what you need until what you have been working on, it sprouts, it breaks the ground. But if your roots a fully planted, then even if you got the little seedling above ground, you understand what's beneath. Yeah. So you don't care what people say about the little piece you have because you know what it's going to be because of the roots. But if you don't have deep enough roots, you could have a big tree, but then it's going to fall. Yeah. Because it's not rooted in anything because you didn't take time to dig down into what you you really want to do. And so then what, what anybody says to you, and that's when you just kind of just sway. You just kind of go and you can topple over. 
Yeah. You go with the flow. You you go, you lean whichever way the wind is blowing. Yep. But um, when you said that, I, I got, so I kind of, you and me the same. Pictures came coming to my head. So yeah. I saw it as, it's, so motivation is the fuel, but inspiration is the engine. So I could have a whole, I could have a whole, um, a gallon of fuel. Mm-hmm. But if I got no engine to drive the car, then that fuel is useless. It's not yep. going to, pa- it can't power anything because there is nothing to propel forward. Yep. But as long as the engine is there, as long as the engine is there, you can keep the, the you know, there is something to move you forward. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's good. That, that's so, good. I, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> I never thought about that way. But it, make, it makes sense, though. So I'm going to say something as well. When, um, right. So I'm going to go to my other scripture, Daniel 1, okay. um, 17. And it said, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And then it says... And God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meaning of visions and dreams. So what that made me think is um, one of the reasons why we have to protect our dreams, one of the reasons that we, we shouldn't just share our dreams with just anybody is because the interpretation of dreams and visions one, it's God's business, but two, he, he only gives that gift to certain people. He, it's yep. a special gift that he gives out. Yep. Now, other people, and what do we have in the world? What do we always say about, about what the world does? The world copies and mimics. The world imitates. It doesn't originate. So you have to be careful and this is why the discernment is so important you have to be careful who you are sharing that dream with because it may not it may be an imitator and not a gift from the originator okay say it again again. again. (laughs) be careful who you are sharing your dream with because Mm -hmm. it may be an imitator and not the gift from the originator okay so I'm gonna start right there, and then I'm gonna say this, and then you can you keep going. So I had a conversation with one of my mentors, and we were talking about the very thing about how people would try to imitate what you do. But the thing about it is, if you spent enough time investing in the process of it, it's harder for people to replicate or duplicate it. Yeah, because even if they try and kind of take the format of it the roots that you have into it or going to something else your fingerprint is on it because your system is in it even if somebody does the surface level thing they can't replicate that process because you know the process and so that's why when when you spend that time the time investment is the protection because then it gives a certain level of investment on your part. Just like if you watch Shark Tank or anything else like that, they were like, you know, in order for you to really be committed to something, you got to have skin in the game. And that's like mm. investing your own money. If you don't, if 
you don't feel the pressure of whatever you feel like you call a lead to do being the only thing for you to do that will move your life forward, you won't fully be committed to it because yeah. you always have a way out. But when what you have is your only thing, then you're like, okay, we got let's okay, we got to go. We got yeah. <laughs> we got exactly. to get this rolling because you got a you got a different level of conviction to what you're saying. Yeah. So it forces you to have to believe in what you you really stand for because it's all you have. You've invested. You've given yourself to that, and that that's what it takes. But you have to understand and have discernment to then align with people that can then resonate with that also. And so it has to be uh, a certain level of familiarity in the walk or the experience. And so just like when they were talking about conversations we've had, the way it progressed like that is because the more we had conversation, the more similarities we started to to identify and it was like, oh, well, I was thinking about that. You were thinking about that. Or I experienced mm. that. You experienced that. And so then the more we did that back and forth, then like, oh, okay, well, I might be able to say this thing. Or I might be able to say that. Let's see where that goes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. so it's like that, that back and forth until you, and it's, it's building something. And I think a lot of times people connect with others just to see the angle and how it could work. Yeah. But it's an investment uh, and you don't know where it will go. And so like, we didn't know this was going to go where it is now. No, we didn't. (laughs) But it was just a back and forth. And then by the time it happened, it was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I can see how that could work, could work out. But it wasn't, it's not something that we just, you know, like after the second conversation, like, hey, Dave, you know, we need to do a podcast. You know, you got some ideas. I got some ideas. Let's do a podcast. (laughs) It wasn't that like <laughs> no. We didn't even know that we didn't even know this was gonna be the format until you know you stepped in to to cover yeah. where I didn't have a co-host for mm-hmm. my first episode. And then suddenly one episode became nine episodes later. So <laughs> it's just and that's that's just how things work with us. And we yeah. we, we realized that the, we can support each other's dreams and each other's visions without feeling threatened by each other's dreams and each other's visions. Right. Um, I have no qualms in sharing my dream about my book mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know that it's not, you know, we're in our own lanes and mm-hmm. anything I share with you is something that you are going to help me, you're going to support me to help Mm-hmm. bring to bring to life rather mm-hmm. than try and say ah now nah, that don't sound that don't sound good <laughs> i think i think you need to scratch that yeah. you know it's there's always constructive even if there's criticism it's constructive criticism mm-hmm. that oh i don't think that might work what about what about trying it this way have you thought about doing it this way yeah you know, whereas when you speak to someone and this is and and i think for me this is where the the gift of the originator and the imitator comes into mm-hmm, play. Mm-hmm. That when it's an imitator, because they are not rooted in a gift, they are just copying. When you speak to them, all they see is the surface level. 
Yep. So they will turn them. They, that is where they will either be, yeah, go ahead and do that and not give you any real, um, anything with, of depth to what they're saying to you. The, encour- the encouragement is just, it's, it's, um, it's a bit like fair, they're like fair weather friends. When the weather is good, they're, they're, hey, yeah, go ahead, do that. Or when they criticize, it's not constructive criticism, it's an attack. Because it agitates something in them and then the defense mechanism comes up and the natural instinct is then to attack, to tear down, to stop whatever feels like it's threatening them. Mm -hmm. So if someone's criticism comes at you as just pure criticism, nothing constructive, nothing supportive, it's not encouragement. It's aimed at tearing down your dream or tearing down your vision, that is not the gift of the originator. That is, the, that is someone imitating that gift. That is someone pretending to be someone that understands your dream or your vision. <clears throat> someone that understands your dream and your, or, and your vision will be connected to the root. They understand the root of the vision. They understand the purpose of the dream. They understand your purpose they they may not be able to explain it but just hearing your dream and your vision lights a fire in them and it 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 sparks something they're excited by your dream they're excited by your vision it makes them want to get involved it makes them want to do something to help you fulfill that dream that is the difference Oh, and I don't know why this popped up in my head, but okay. While you were talking, I thought about you have purpose chameleons. So you think about chameleons, chameleons can change themselves and blend in into different environments. But if you think about a chameleon, if all of your life is spent changing and being other things, then what's your real identity? Mm. And so when somebody tries to be an imitator of what you're trying to do, it's because they don't know their purpose. And they're just trying on things. Let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. Let me try that. And so the reason why, just like what they were talking about, you don't have to compete when you know your purpose because I know my purpose is leading other people to their purpose. I'm not threatened when people tell me their purpose. It excites me because like my mind goes to, okay, what do they need to then go do the thing that they want to do? Yeah. So it activates my purpose because I know what it is. So I'm not threatened by people's purposes because for me, I just want to see that. Once they tell me that it's like, Okay, cool. But and like I tell anybody, I would give people a disclaimer. I was like, look, be careful what you tell me if you're not ready to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will I am the I am the I am I am the uh the, the foot of Jesus. <laughs> the, the booster cables. Don't tell me anything you're not ready to do. Because oh, it's it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm gonna walk you into it. No, it's not like I give you a little time. 
Oh, but you're going to do it once you say it and once you tell it to me. Oh, you're going to do it. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. It's, 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 it's on. It's, it's on. It's, it's going it's to happen. I'm going to make sure. And then I'm going I'm to I'm check back in like, hey, you know, you said the other, other day you're going to do that. Uh, did you do that? Did you make that call? Did you did you uh, start that? Did you did you write that? <laughs> what yeah. So everybody know me that, that knows me that's around me. That's who I am. Yeah, I want everybody around me to be the best version of themselves, cause that's what I'm always striving to be. So anybody around me, if you want to be better, I'm a, that's what I'm here for. Now, yeah. that's, that's what I'm yeah. I'll make sure everybody around me levels up because then that's how you. And like I say, it goes back to LeBron, and I, he's definitely somebody that inspires me, and not just from a basketball standpoint. The thing that I really am inspired about him for is is that he brought his friends along for the whole ride. Right. And he didn't just just have them as yes men. He empowered them to be in their own lanes. Now it's things that they do collectively, but a lot of things they're heads over different industries, you know, businesses or whatever. And now that team has now made an impact, but they didn't. And I'm not saying they self-made because I don't. I think that's a. I don't think anybody's self-made, but that's a whole no. other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go there. That's a whole other conversation. There's a whole other topic. We'll save that. But um, that but, might be next week. Uh, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> but but it's all about those connections and who you connected to and then how you better each other. And that's where a lot of, a lot of us get stuck. We try and do all of it ourselves. Yeah. At some point where you had to invest in it alone. And that is true, but to then get it to go to the people and reach the people you're trying to reach, you will need connections to do that. Uh, and that is, so it's a balance. Some things you will have to do on your own, but some things you will need other people. Yeah. But not from a standpoint of, I need your help. It's more or less people like-minded individuals that are inspired by what you do and naturally want to help. Yeah. And that takes building those connections. It's not just a one-off thing. It's an investment. So you plugged me right back into my scripture because... What you said there, um, you take you take Joseph's situation. When it came time for his purpose and his connections were ready, everything that he had done up to that point suddenly made sense. Yep. The skills he had gained working in Potiphar's house, where he suddenly he was given control over Potiphar's house. Then he went to jail and then he was assigned control over all the prisoners. And he organized and he sorted out all the other prisoners and the prison had never run smoother before that. Then he comes out and he's put a second in command, only second to Pharaoh over the land of Egypt, but everything. So 
it was funny because he didn't even try to put himself in that position. He said to Pharaoh, what you need is an intelligent person who knows during the time of famine, they can take a bit of the grain and stash that away so that when the, um, sorry, during the time of prosperity, they can take the grain, stash some of the grain so when the, pros- the famine comes, they're like, boom, we got that. You go over there, we got some of that. We hook you up. That's it, everybody good. And, and Pharaoh, was, Pharaoh looked at, looked at his, his wise men and went, you stupid, you stupid, you stupid. Hey, Joseph, come over here. You're my new man. Yeah. Take this ring. You are now second in command. So everything Joseph needed, God suddenly put into position the resources. And it was, um, you know, when you said it's not a case of say you need these people's help. Mm-hmm. It's you need their connection so that mm-hmm. their purpose aligns with your purpose so that the joint purpose, the bigger picture can be fulfilled. Yep. And that's what happened with, with Joseph. The resources that he needed to fulfill his purpose were in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So he had to suddenly go through all of this. Now, God probably had a different route for Joseph to get to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Joseph kept running his mouth, he ended up taking the, a different path. But everything that God needed to fulfill happened so that by the time that purpose needed to be fulfilled, he had the connections and the resources to fulfill that purpose. So I'm going to go to a point from what you just said, and then I'm going to make another point, something you said earlier. So, and I got to find out where the study is, but um, it's kind of like a psychological study, but it it goes to talk about the reason why, exactly like what you were saying, why you shouldn't say things uh, that you want to do publicly to people. Yeah. You know, prematurely because that process of speaking it out and I can't remember how it, how it goes, but it, it's um, when you speak it out, it's, your body resonates like you already did it. Right. So the more you speak about it, it's like you get you have less desire, you know, to actually do it because your body, because you're talking about it so much, feels that it's already done. When you withhold that, then your body is still in not tense but it's in the anticipation for mm. it. And so it, it just like we to go back to motivation, like the, the gas tank and then the engine. So your engine might be running right, but the more you talk about it, it depletes your motivation. Right. So you don't have the fuel to go forward because in your mind, oh, I already did it. Because you, if you think about it, when you're talking about the thing you really want to do, you can feel it in your body. It's like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, yeah. And then when you get through talking about it, like, oh man, but I ain't, I ain't did nothing with that. <laughs> I didn't start on anything. And so then you had an inverse. So you had all that energy and all that electricity going like, oh yeah. yeah. And then you look at the reality, it's like, 
Oh man, I didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'll just start tomorrow. Maybe I'll do. And that's what we do. We spend so much energy talking about it that we then don't have the fuel we need to actually sit down and do it. So the other thing, and I, I and, you know, it's not an accident, but you think about the people who God chooses is always the least of them. Mm. Or the least the people that nobody else would choose. It's like if it's a strong person, God like, let me take that one. That's not the people think that he's not. Or not the tall one. Let me get the short one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, nah, let me get you right here. Like, oh, you kill somebody? Let me get you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like always the, the least likely person, that's who he chooses. And it's for a reason because sometimes we're too high-minded for God to use. Mm, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we're too high-minded for God to use. God likes people who can be humble and understand why he placed certain things within them. Yeah. Because he knows some people, if he places so much in, they would then go a total different route and they'll be like the people trying to, you know, be like the second coming of Jesus and they got the, the cult following and they yep, yep. all into the desert themselves because it's like, oh, look at all this power I have. And people have to understand that with power, it comes a great responsibility. Um, and he doesn't give a lot of, well, we, we yeah, I say it this way. He doesn't give a lot of power to people that's not responsible. But people take a lot of power because they want to be seen as, look at me. Yeah. So it's the difference between God giving it to you and then you giving it to yourself. Yeah. That's the difference. Saul and Paul. I'm sorry, Saul and David, right? Mm -hmm. um, Saul was the king that, although he was chosen by God, mm -hmm. he became full of himself. He became arrogant and disobeyed God and when God told him don't take things he was like I'm the king I'm <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking it what you mean I'm me <laughs> so, he's, so he starts he starts doing whatever he wants to do yeah whereas David on the other hand with all his flaws and all his brokenness mm -hmm. He constantly redirects it all back to God. Um, I can't believe you made me king. Who am I that you should choose me to use me to make me king? I'm, I'm but the lowest in my family. Yep. I'm not worthy. I'm this. And, the, you know, even when he was king and when his position got to his head and he, he, he took, um, he took, uh, he took old boy's wife. Uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. <laughs> but you know they know it. Read your Bible. <laughs> but he took he took his wife, and um, as soon as he was exposed, he was like right back down to humility and said, "Oh God, I'm dead wrong. I was dead wrong." Um. And that, that's the difference. As you said, that's the difference. The people that, 
if you and Jesus says it in um, oh man, where's the scripture? I can't remember where the scripture is, but Jesus said, if you he, he tells um, a parable and he, he's talking about it's better if you go to a banquet, you should take the lowest seat so that the host will come and find you and elevate you to a seat of honor. Mm-hmm. But if you go there and you elevate and put yourself in a seat of honor, when someone else more important comes in, the host will come to you and say, yo, you got to bounce. You, I, I need that seat. And, and you will be humbled. So it's best you humble yourself before something else, somebody else humbles you. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's it. When, we, when it comes to our, our plans, our purpose, we should always take a seat of humility, even in our own purpose. Because like you said, no one is self-made. Right. None of our efforts are our own doing. None of our achievements are our own doing. You might say that, I, yeah, but I'm the one that got up every day and went to the gym and, and put in the work. I, you know, I shot all those free, free throws. I ran all those, you know, I ran all those drills. I mm-hmm. did this, I did that. Yeah. Or I studied for this long. Yeah. Okay, but who put breath in your lungs so that you could even get out of the bed? Mm-hmm. Who gave you an able body so that you can even do what you did. Who made it, who, who created the opportunity for a scout to come down and see you perform? Who prevented you from being injured? Who, all of these things, there are so many things that come in, that, that happen, that, yeah, you might have done your part. You might have been diligent in doing your part, but you still needed other people to make that dream come to life and it was the grace of God that made those people happen to be at the right place at the right time so that your dream and your purpose could be fulfilled God orchestrates it even if you are not a believer and I say this right now if you are not a believer do not think that you are self-made because God has a purpose for everyone. And sometimes, even if you are not a believer, you are still allowed to fulfill your purpose because God needs you in that position so that someone else can fulfill their purpose. So that someone else that he is, who is faithfully serving them, serving him, can come and fulfill their purpose. And, and you know, I'd say humble yourself because you don't want to end up like Pharaoh because Pharaoh was in his position of might and so on and feeling self-made. Little did he know God needed him there so that Moses could fulfill his purpose. And as soon as Moses, Moses had liberated the people from Egypt, what happened? Pharaoh followed Moses into the Red Sea and him and all his army were drowned and dude was dead. God had finished. God had finished with what he needed Pharaoh for. So he was like... Yo, it's a wrap. Your time is done. So be conscious of who, of the fact that you are not the be all and end all because 
yeah, you might not believe and you might have achieved these things, but your achievements may be to pave the way for someone else's purpose. And once you're done, you might, once it's done, you might be done. Okay, so I'm going to say this off of what you just said. So I'll frame it like this. When your purpose is ready, your Pharaoh will appear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, put that. I'm, I'm putting down a t shirt. I'm going to say it again because it was good to me when it came to it. So I'm going to say it again. When your purpose is ready, your Pharaoh will appear. Right. Right. Because you need your Pharaoh to lead you into the place you need to be. Right. Without your Pharaoh, it, it doesn't give you that. that uh endurance so anytime you have something come against you not that you have to necessarily fight it but you do have to defend your purpose mm. uh and that's what the pharaoh is for sometimes our pharaohs are not external people sometimes our pharaohs are internal so sometimes we have to we have to uh address our internal pharaohs to then go into the promised land. Right. Uh, but one other thing I was thinking about as you were talking, and so this goes into something that we were talking about yesterday, and I think this would be the, the, the great way to wrap it up today, is the last part of protection of what God is protecting you from is because he, what you are producing right now will lead to bad fruit. Mm. And he doesn't want you to bear bad fruit. So part of the holding pattern that you might be in is for God to prune you. Right, yeah. And cut those things off that would then lead you to bear bad fruit. Because if you're connected to him, He's not going to allow you to bear bad fruit if it's his purpose for you. But a lot of times we're trying to grow things that are not of him and it will bear bad fruit. Yeah. And it have the look of the other thing. But when people experience it, like something about this, about them just not. Mm, I don't yeah. know what it is. About yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you just, for me, I'm gonna take it to something we can both relate to. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you go to when. So this is before I became vegan. So yeah, the, but you go somewhere and you see. It always used to happen with ribs. Yeah, you see the ribs, and they look succulent. They look like they're gonna fall off the bone. Yep. And then you start eating them, and then you're like, they dry. Most, they dry. Most of the meat's dry. still on the bone, and you're like, oh man. It, I already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's like that. It's when you taste it, the, the outward appearance gives off that aura and that look that it is good fruit. Or it's it's like, um, and yeah, you take that. You you um, grapes. I, I get some grapes, and the grapes look good. Mm -hmm. And then you eat them, and they're sour. There's just no sweetness to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing 
we, we bear fruit that has the appearance of what our purpose should have birthed. But when the people taste it, there is no flavor to it. There is no substance to it. It's lacking. It hasn't matured. It's, un, it's unright. It's like when, um, uh, see, I see, now I'm talking about food all the time. So, but it's like when we buy those, it's, me. <laughs> it's like when you buy plantain and someone has force riped the plantain and you cook it. And instead of getting that sweetness from the plantain, it's savory, like a green banana. Mm-hmm. That is the, that's the same thing. It's, it has the appearance of being matured and ripe. But when you eat it, you see how immature and unready it was to be birthed. <laughs> yeah, so I so I'm gonna say this, Dad. I think this is this will have us to land the plane. <laughs> okay, okay, land the plane. <laughs> We're gonna land the plane. So, so I'm thinking about okay. Well, I will. How then do I protect? You know my purpose. So yeah. one thing I put down, and we talked about it from different angles today, is preparation. Right. Your preparation gives you time to not only invest in yourself, but it gives you um, it gives you awareness of what you need to do next. Um, then it takes a duration. So, like you were saying before, anything to become right, it needs time to mature. So, what? the look on the inside of the outside and then the substance in the inside can match. Yeah. Cause sometimes we've invested so much time on our external appearance that our internal is not right. So we riding on the inside, but we, you know, we dress up and we ready for the gram on the outside. <laughs> on yeah, the outside. yeah. Yeah. And, and then the intent, if my intent is not correct, then my purpose will be uh, forfeited if I'm not intentional about why I'm doing what I'm doing, then why am I doing it? And if it's not for a purposeful intent, then what I'm doing is for myself. And so then it's easy for, for what I do for myself to fall or to bear bad fruit, because then I have to be the one that sustains it, that grows it, that waters it, that all that mm. kind of stuff. So now it takes a whole lot more effort for what I'm working on to grow because I have to do it all in my own power. But what God gives us to do, he understands that we can't do it by ourselves. And when we become more willing to step back and be more, more in a supportive role to our purpose, then God can use us more because then we're available more. Yeah. But we'll stress ourselves out because we're trying to do everything on in our own power. And the very things he called us to, we don't have time for. And so then those things don't get to grow. And then we don't have the few to go forward into those things. Yeah. We're spending our time focusing on things that can never feed us and sustain us. And so even the things that God calls to do, even though it might 
take some energy from us, it will always sustain us. It will yeah. always find a way to provide for us financially and all that kind of stuff. So even even if we feel like we've been wandering in the wilderness forever, you know, even even they had manna come down, and, you know, God gave them manna. Right, manna. right. And that was free. It might not have been what they wanted, but they weren't hungry. Yep. And so that's the thing, yeah. like, like, look, I know you wandering right now. I, I, I know what you want. You want this steak and you want this and you want that, but you're not hungry though. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about how things are going to work out. You want to you want to have guarantees. I need you to just trust me. The man are going to come every day. Yeah. You just got to trust me. <laughs> Until you get to that place, but you got to get this down first because you got to get, you have to have a, a healthy reliance on me. And this is the only way I know to do that with you. Because if I give it to you too fast, you're going to ignore me again. Yeah. And like, you can't ignore me right now. <laughs> so I'm protecting you. I got to, I got to put you, I got to lock you up. I got to send you in the wilderness. I got to send you in the desert. I got to send you off so you'll listen to me. So you can, I can give you enough instructions for the next thing because you go into it too fast you're gonna forfeit it yeah it's gonna make it all about you again you gotta know it's coming from me but i need to build that that in you so that you'll you will then go into it as a reflection of me instead of a, of a instead of a reflection of yourself and with and with that said <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> you just shut it down. <laughs> Look, I had my V8. I had my V8. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was that was that final Goku Dragon Ball Z <laughs> final power up. <laughs> It was, it was God. 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 Oh, man. No, that was, um, yeah, no, that was well needed. There's so much in there for me that personally I needed to hear. And I know we talked about it, but again, it's um, just having those same things reiterated, reaffirmed to me mm-hmm. um, is super important. I think one, one thing people need to t- take, there is nothing wrong with affirmations and um you know having these affirmations in your life and sometimes the affirmations may be things that you you do not want to hear yep but they will always be they may all they're more than likely the things that you always need Uh um and again that goes exactly to what terence was saying that you know god gives us what we need not what we want because sometimes what we want is bad for us and bears bad fruit um, so we have to always trust and believe in what God, when God is giving us what we need. Um, I'm not even going to go off into another, on another tangent. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Daily Perspective. Um, I hope this has been a blessing to you all. It's definitely been a blessing to me. Um, and Terence, like I said, when we get on this, we encourage each other. We um, this for us, this is truly an iron sharpens iron um, situation because 
we never ever come at these things from the same angle, Um, but we always meet in the middle and we always, always um, encourage each other and teach each other something new. Mm -hmm. Um, So as, as per usual, you can catch me on um, all my socials. Uh, So at Mr. Daily on, oh, sorry. No, that's, that's not right. At <laughs> at DY Daily on t- on Twitter, <laughs> at DY Daily on Instagram, um, uh, at Daily Perspective on Facebook, and also Daily Perspective on YouTube. Um, www.dailyperspective.co.uk. Um, there is going to be some written work coming soon. Terence kicked my butt yesterday about that. So, <laughs> so encourage, encourage, encourage. Okay, okay. Terence encouraged me. <laughs> you know when he when he was talking about those jumper cables, he he, he had he had those out yesterday. So, um, so yeah. So there's some written work that's going to be coming. That's going to be coming via Medium and also on uh, Daily Perspective uh, website. So yeah, look out for that. And uh, Dr. Terrence, give them your socials. Yeah, so uh, email info at ourprogresscc.com. If you want to take a look at our website, www.ourprogress.cc. If you want to catch us on Facebook, it's at uh, ourprogresscc. And like David was saying, so uh, we, we committed to doing two medium articles a month. And so that's something that you'll see. So you'll be able to uh, see on David's medium. Uh, he'll have two articles a month. And on my medium page, I have two uh, per month. And we are talking about maybe doing uh, a co-written thing that we do for the podcast that might be once a month. Uh, so look for that. Uh, I will be doing I don't know when it'll be released, but I, I should be doing two articles with Motivation Magazine. Uh, that's with Ty Howard. He's one of my uh, my mentors. Been one of my mentors for ooh, about eight years or something like that. Uh, and so he he does motivational speaking. He has a book called uh, Untied of Knots, uh, which is real good. So he does a lot of personal growth type things and motivational type things. So uh, I've done some writing for him before. So I'm getting back started. So he he gave me a, a kick too the other, yeah. <laughs> the other week <laughs> from a conversation. He's like, man, at least you could do it do it too hard. I was like, okay, I got you. So uh, so, so I, I will be doing those so you could you could check those out. So you so you were just paying that kick forward. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying I, I say I get kicked first. That's what I get kicked first and then I just issue it back out. You know but mine come first. So I usually get kicked first before I kick up before. But uh and so uh you can check that out. Uh, on Motivation Magazine. Uh, that's the website. Uh, and I got some old stuff on there too if you want to check it out. Uh, but I got to update my profile because it still got to be working at Jackson State. <laughs> so so it's, it's super old. So I got to update my stuff before I do some more with that. So look out for that. And um, we'll have some other stuff going to next month, but that's the more recent stuff is the writing. Um, and so yeah so look out for that and then you'll be able to uh connect with that we'll let you know how to get involved with that because we need you know need people to read it share it and, and like yeah it. Well, definitely. You, clap, you, you do claps on on medium 
instead of right. That's what you do on media. So, but yeah, right. help, help us out. Help us grow. Help us help us grow our, our audience. You, so, you, yeah. you you do a little bit of that. Yeah, clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do. So yeah, oh, so that's, that's all I. That's all my uh, my updates. Oh, don't and and just remind them where. Um, remind them the times of the. Oh, the Facebook lives. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Facebook lives. Uh, Monday and Thursday. Monday we do them on our main page. Thursday we typically do them on our uh, take the journey page. Um, if you. We do have a YouTube channel, so you can check us out there. And also, if you if you want to watch the daily perspective, we do have a YouTube channel too. So yeah. check us out there too. Um, and oh, so yeah, so the so I do have the topic for for Thursday. Uh, so okay. the topic the topic Thursday will be seeing is believing. Okay. So yeah, we it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it, that, that's gonna be the topic for Thursday. So yeah, come, come on, it'll be twelve noon Central Standard Time. Um, so yeah, come join us, come get involved, uh, and comment. You know, David comment. He usually comment big paragraphs that I can't read. All this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, how am I gonna read all this and talk? At the I time? I get excited. That's the <laughs> That's me. I get excited and then I. Yeah. I <laughs> look, we we expected we like okay here go David. David. He come on with it with a long paragraph, but it's not. It's cool. Like I said, we enjoy it because we we like that people enjoy it and they get energized and, and inspired by what we're talking about. So yeah, no, it's cool. We uh, we, we always like when when David comes through. You know he gonna hit us with something. Yeah. So we gotta be ready. Oh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> so. Uh, once again, we just want to thank you for joining us on this and uh, we want to take the time to close this off as we normally do and remind you that Christianity is a personal walk and relationship between you and God. You are not, will not and never will be perfect, but that's okay. God loves you and wants you to come just as you are. His grace covers all. Live free from condemnation and do not crucify yourself. Be renewed by the grace of God through Christ Jesus and become who you were created to be. And um, with that said, this is Mr. Daly signing off. This is Dr. Johnson. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. God bless. <laughs>